The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh, oh God, the source of all that is just and good, nourish in us every virtue and bring to completion every good intent that we may grow in grace and bring forth the fruit of good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Seminary advancement, under the leadership of retired senior vice president Paul Deventier, established the Concordia Seminary Legacy Society. The society honors those who have remembered the seminary in their estate plans, thankfully offering the resources the Lord entrusted to them in support of the seminary's mission that through its graduates, future generations, may hear of God's love in Christ Jesus. This book of witness and remembrance will record their names and be permanently displayed in the chapel narthex. Please join with me as we give thanks for all who have and will remember the future by including the mission of the seminary in their wills and estate plans. Beloved in the Lord, Moses was commanded by the Lord to receive gifts from the people for the beautification of the sanctuary. Everyone whose heart stirred and whose spirit was moved brought a contribution to the Lord to be used in the Lord's house in all its services. Since the Lord has taught us in his holy word that everything is sanctified by the word of God and prayer, it is fitting that we bless and sanctify this book of witness and remembrance for use in God's holy house. Let us pray. O oh God, you have directed us to bring offerings for your glory. We implore you to bless this book of witness and remembrance. Grant that it may reflect our love for you bear witness to you through the sacrificial offerings of your baptized children on behalf of Concordia Seminary, and bring joy to all who remember those whose names are recorded in it. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless this book of witness and remembrance and the offerings of thanksgiving of all those remembered in it. Amen.
The first reading is the Old Testament lesson for the week of Pentecost 14 from the book of Deuteronomy. And now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments that I am teaching you, and do them, that you may live and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you. Keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, surely this great nation is a wise and discerning people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? whenever we call upon him. And what great nation is there that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this Torah that I set before you this day? Only take care and keep yourselves diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The lesson will now be read in Punjabi by EIIT student Ejaz Abid. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. I'm reading in, in my native language Urdu, but hopefully in spirit you will understand. Chapter 4 say, Ab e Israelio, jo ayin or hakam, mein tumko sikhata hun, tum un par amal karni ke liye, unko sun lo, taake tum zinda raho. Or is mulk mein, jise kudaman tumare baap dada ka khuda tumko deta hai, dahil ho kar kabza kar lo. Par amal karo, jis par kabza karne ke liye ja rahe ho, so tum unko manna aur amal milana kyunki aur qaumon ke samne yahi tumhare liye aqal aur danish thehrenge aur wo in tamam ayin ko seekh kar kahenge ki yakinan ye buzurg qaum nihayat aqalman aur danishwar hai kyunki aisi badi qaum kaun hai jiska mabood is qadar uske nazdeek ho jaisa khudaman हमारा खुदा के जब कभी उसे दुआ करो तो वो हमारे नजदीक है और कौन ऐसी बुजुर्ग कौम है जिसके आइन और हकाम ऐसे रास्त हैं जैसे ये सारी शरीयत जिसे हम आज तुम्हारे सामने रखते हैं सो तुम जरूर ही अपना اختیار रखना और बड़ी हिफाजत करना ना हो कि तुम इन बातों पर जो तूने अपनी आंखों से देखी देखी और भूल जाओ और जिंदगी भर के लिए तेरे दिल से जाती रहें बल्कि तुम अपने बेटों और पोतों को सिखाना गॉड ब्लेस यू ऑल दिस इज द वर्ड ऑफ द लॉर्ड थैंक्स बी टू गॉड एंड फर्दर रेड इन स्पैनिश बाय सीएचएस स्टूडेंट बेटो अलसाते लेक्टुरा डेउटेरोनोमियो कैपिटल 4 वर्सिकुलो 1 अल 9 Ahora, pueblo de Israel, 
Oigan los estatutos y decretos que voy a enseñarles para que los pongan por obra y vivan y entren en la tierra que les da el Señor, el Dios de sus padres, y tomen posesión de ella. No añadan ni quiten una sola palabra de lo que yo les mando, sino cumplan los mandamientos del Señor su Dios que yo les ordeno observar. Cumplan con ellos. Pónganlos por obra, porque esta es su sabiduría y su inteligencia a los ojos de los pueblos, los cuales oirán todos estos estatutos y dirán, ciertamente, este es un pueblo sabio y entendido, es una gran nación, porque ¿dónde hay una gran nación cuyos dioses estén tan cerca de ellos como lo está de nosotros el Señor nuestro Dios en todo lo que le pedimos? ¿Y dónde hay una gran nación cuyos estatutos y juicios sean justos como lo es toda esta ley que hoy les expongo? Por lo tanto, ten cuidado, ten mucho cuidado de no olvidar nada de todo lo que tus ojos han visto, que no se aparten de tu corazón en ningún momento de tu vida. Al contrario, enséñales esto a tus hijos y a los hijos de tus hijos. Hermanos y hermanas, esta es palabra de Dios. Te alabamos, Señor.
The Gospel reading is for the week of Pentecost 14 and is the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 7. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared, All foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him, for from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. The theme for this academic year is gladly learn, gladly teach, and I took it from Geoffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. There was also a clerk, an Oxford scholar. Although he was a philosopher, he didn't have much gold in his treasure trunk, but any money he got from his relatives he spent on books and academic study and he prayed actively for the souls of those who had provided him with the means of scholarship. His greatest care and concern was study. He didn't speak a word more than was necessary, and that was expressed elegantly and with deference, briefly and pithily, and packed with deep significance. His speech resonated with moral virtue and he gladly learned and would gladly teach. Gladly learn, gladly teach. That is an obvious theme for a community of learning. But in this community of learning, we have the people of God gathered in a seminary by the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? In this community of learning, we have people of God gathered in a seminary by, by whom? By the Lord Jesus Christ. And that means that the learning and teaching that goes on here among us, the people of God gathered here in this seminary by the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not simply an intellectual exercise, but our learning and teaching has to go down to the heart. And if all the learning and teaching that we will do in this new academic year does not go down into each of our hearts, and from our hearts and minds into other hearts in years to come, then all our efforts are in vain. From the Old Testament lesson, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Take care and keep your soul diligently. Concordia Seminary is a place of the most insidious temptation. In the nooks and crannies of the stones of these great buildings, in the shadows of the woods, the devil prowls about like a roaring lion seeking to devour you. The text is from Deuteronomy chapter 4. It is a preparation for the Rehearsal again in Deuteronomy chapter 5 of the Ten Commandments. 
And if you go through the Ten Commandments and think about our setting as faculty, staff, and students here on these 72 acres of great temptation, you see why guarding our souls is so earnest. Think of the commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. But if we begin to imagine that we have mastered the law and the gospel, if we have only an intellectual understanding of the chief article of justification in the church, if we do not use every energy that we've got to learn and absorb into our being and down into our heart the evangelical doctrine in all its articles, then we are taking the Lord's revelation in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The father of lies will tempt us not to come to daily chapel. Even though blessed Dr. Luther said we should gladly hear and learn God's word. And I want to tell you, seminarians, the rationalizations that you may give for not attending chapel are exactly the same rationalizations that your members will give in years to come for not attending your church services. Honor thy father and thy mother. Know the place of authority, and yet we as Americans don't do authority very well. We don't like the word obedience. We're individualists. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. But then don't be surprised if it doesn't go well with you. Thou shalt not kill, says the word of God. But how well do we take care of our bodily, emotional, and spiritual health? The Roman poet, satirist, juvenile said, men sana in corpore sano, a sound mind and a sound body. The sixth commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, and yet the temptations of Satan can turn your experience at the seminary into a brothel, a hellish brothel, through prostitution, through, through uh, pornography, through sexual infidelity, and the devil prowls around. Thou shalt not steal. God puts a premium. God puts a premium on material things, a premium on money. And when we do not show ourselves to be good stewards, carefully using credit, balancing budgets, taking care of physical buildings and the like. We're breaking the seventh commandment. Rationalize it however we will. Thou shalt not bear false witness. But, oh, I guess it's okay if I go on the Internet with my theological sophistication and clobber somebody for whom the Lord Jesus died, is that okay? And thou shalt not covet, which simply means don't put yourselves into bondage to any person or anything. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So I will say it again.
Concordia Seminary is a place of insidious temptation, and the devil prowls here more than many places in the world. And wouldn't it be a shame if you and I one day came to the grand alumni reunion and heard, depart from me, I never knew you. St. Paul says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. But hey, it happens every place in the world. The prince of this world works throughout the world, but you are privileged. And I cannot stress that enough. You are privileged. Each one of you is privileged. I am privileged because here we receive the temptations of Satan at his most subtle and crafty desire to do us in. But also in this place, unlike few places in the world, the word of God is wielded to the defeat of sin, death, and Satan. I'll say it again. On this place, you and I are privileged to be because Satan is going to come at us in the most subtle, crafty, deceitful, seductive ways. But here, more perhaps than any other place in the world, the Word of God can be wielded, can be. That's up to you. That's up to me. It can be wielded to the defeat of sin, death, and Satan. And how is that going to happen? To the text again, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And now the how-to. Make them known to your children and your children's children. In other words, gladly learn, gladly teach. And gladly learn, gladly teach what? What the eyes of God's people have seen the exodus from Egypt, the giving of the law on Mount Sinai, the leading by the cloud and fiery pillar through the wilderness to the promised land, the exile, but the prophetic assurance that God would rescue his people through a suffering servant. What have God's people seen? The suffering servant come to pay the price of sin, to be the power that breaks sin, death, and Satan, and now is leading us in our pilgrimage to a promised land reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in, this la in the last time. And the apostle says, in this we greatly rejoice. And where does this learning happen? Where does this teaching happen? 
not only in the confines of a classroom. The prophet Isaiah says in the 49th chapter that it is too small a thing, and I'm going to say it is too small a thing for us to confine our learning and our teaching simply to the classroom, as essential as that is. No question about that. It is too small a thing for us not to see the vision that God has for the learning and teaching that his spirit does on this campus. Every place is a place of learning and teaching. Yes, in the classroom, wherever the community gathers on this campus, resident field education, vicarage, in the neighboring community right around our acreage, down in the city of St. Louis, around the world. It's all the classroom. It's all the curriculum that God is providing for us so that we will gladly learn, gladly teach. Quintilian said, the first century educator, studendum semper et ubique, which means study. Every place and all the time because it is a too small a thing for us to confine our learning and teaching just to a desk in a classroom. It is too small a thing to confine God's mission just to the cocoon we might call the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Blessed Church has done a lot for us. I thank God for it. But if that's how far our vision goes, then God's Spirit hasn't gotten down as deep into our heart and being as He wants to get. It is too small a thing, Isaiah chapter 45, that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel I will make you a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, grow you. The Spirit, grow you. Grow me into the vision that God has for the mission of salvation into this world. My last paragraph. And the students heard this story before, but I hope repetition is a mother of learning. <clears throat> when I began in the ministry, I went to the lumber yard in the next town. And I had some project going on, and I told Lester Going the size of the boards I wanted, so he took me back into the shop, and Lester cut the boards to the size I wanted, and then he said, he said, Reverend, do you want the outfalls? The what? He said, the outfalls, dummy. Uh, so what's that? 
Well, it turns out that it was kind of the corrupted German that they used in southern Illinois, and it meant the, uh, what had been cut off, you know, the, 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 the remnants on the floor, the leftovers. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, it seems to me that that's a, a great image of what happens when God gathers his redeemed people together in a community called the seminary and gathers us around the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest passion that any one of us should have, our heart and being desire, the thing that makes every one of us tick here, is to know God better and to be more and more known by the grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is personal, fellas. This is intimate. How many other people in the world get the opportunity to gather together in a place like this to quest after the goodness of God in the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you do that, the outfalls, your ministry will certainly be blessed. May we grow into the vision that God has to bring salvation to this hurting world. And what better adverb is there? What better adverb for what we will do in this new year than gladly learn, gladly teach. Amen. I invite uh, those who are to be installed to step forward. God blesses us with people in this community, and I invite them to be installed into their various positions. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, these men have been appointed to serve in the following positions. Reverend Dr. Charles Aaron as the director of the Center for the Care of Creation. Reverend Dr. Jeffrey Cloa as director of the Center for the Study of Early Christian Texts. And Reverend Jeffrey Formanson as director of the Mission Shift Institute. Mr. Philip Eveling has been appointed to serve as Executive Director of Communications. Reverend Wayne Noloff has been called to serve as the Director of Placement and Alumni Relations. And Reverend Dr. Victor Raj has been appointed the occupant of the Buner Duesenberg Chair in Missions. We are thankful that Mr. and Mrs. Duesenberg are here with us. Mrs. Duesenberg's parents were longtime missionaries in India, and so the appointment of Dr. Raj is most appropriate. The Reverend Edward Bertram and Mr. Roger Dow, who will be installed at a later date, have been appointed as a deployed gift officer and senior gift officer, respectively. I am pleased also to announce 
that our call to Mr. Michael Vincent to be the Senior Vice President for Seminary Advancement has been accepted. And he will be installed at a future date along with Reverend Bertram and Mr. Dow. All these people have been prepared for this service through advanced study that qualifies for this, them for this work. I now ask you together, do you believe and confess the canonical books of the Old and New Testaments to be the inspired word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? If so, answer yes. Do you believe and confess the three ecumenical creeds as uh, faithful testimonies to the truth of the Holy Scriptures? If so, yes. Do you confess the unaltered Augsburg Confession and the other Lutheran confessions as contained in the Book of Concord to be in agreement with this one scriptural faith? Do you solemnly promise faithfully to serve God's people in your office in accordance with Holy Scripture and with these confessions? Yes, I promise with the help of God. Yes, I promise with the help of God. Do each of you willingly and freely, gladly, assume the responsibilities entrusted to you? And do you promise to carry out in a God-pleasing manner the work assigned to you at this seminary? Answer, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You have heard their solemn promises. I ask those assembled, will you receive them, show them fitting respect and honor, and do you pledge to cooperate with and, with and support them in their work? If so, then answer, we will with the help of God. Charles Arend, I install you as director of the Center for the Creation, Care of Creation. Jeffrey Cloa, I install you as the director of the Center for the Study of Early Christian Texts. And Reverend Jeffrey Thormanson, I install you as director of the Mission Institute. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mr. Phil Ebeling, I install you as the Executive Director of Communications. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Reverend Wayne Noloff, I install you as Director of Placement and Alumni Relations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. And Victor Raj, I install you as first occupant of the Buner Duesenberg Chair in Missions in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and joy, the Almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and bless you and strengthen you for faithful service in his name, amen. Before I ask the members of the 2012 fall cohort for the SMP program, I'd like to speak just briefly about the specific ministry program 
It is a four-year distance education program that prepares men for the pastoral ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. It was established in 2007. Those in the SMP, Specific Ministry Pastor Program, receive their academic training while in their ministry context. And they will continue to serve there following their ordination. They work with local pastors who are their mentors, who support them and guide them in the program and provide day-to-day guidance and encouragement and prayer. The courses of the SMP program are supported by our state-of-the-art technology, which engages the students with their instructors and with fellow students while building an interactive learning community. So each course includes a blend of internet-based instruction, mentor interaction, practical ministry application, and two hours each week of live instruction by their instructor and interaction with fellow students. In order to be eligible for the SMP program, men must be serving in a ministry of a Lutheran congregation which desires his services as a pastor. They must be nominated for the program by their district president, and based upon this nomination and their previous ministry experiences, the men begin their academic work as vicars. After the two years of vicarage and nine classes, they become eligible for ordination in the specific ministry where they are serving, following certification by the seminary faculty. They are then required to take two more years of classes in order to complete the basic specific ministry program. The current enrollment for the program is 132 men. And today, we have the opportunity and privilege to assign vicarages at the beginning of 21 such students. And last Monday, the Board of Assignments, which is the Council of Presidents of the Lutheran Church, approved the following vicarages for these 21 men. And on Tuesday morning, the faculty granted their approval as well for these assignments. I ask the 2012 fall cohort to please stand. The following vicarage assignments have been made. Jordan Bach, North Wisconsin District, Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Weston, Wisconsin. Thomas Beck, Florida, Georgia District, Faith Lutheran Church, Marietta, Georgia. Michael Cody, Texas District, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Wichita Falls, Texas, and Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Iowa Park, Texas. Eduardo Quinn, Pacific Southwest District, Trinity Lutheran Church, Norwalk, California. Carl Eliason, Nebraska District, Peace Lutheran Church in Grand Island, Nebraska. James Haynes, Nebraska District, Christ Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Daniel Howard, Michigan District, Hope Lutheran Church in Warren, Michigan. Jacob Hoyer, the SCLC District, Holy Cross Lutheran Church, Lake Mary, Florida. Mark Jennings, Pacific Southwest District, Our Savior Lutheran Church, Bellflower, California. Christopher Johnson, the SCLC District, Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Lake Mary, Florida. Bradley Jurish, Texas District, St. Timothy Lutheran Church, Houston, Texas. Paul Nickelbein, Michigan District, Cross and Resurrection Lutheran Church in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Douglas Moss, Rocky Mountain District, Family of Christ Lutheran Church, Monument, Colorado. Morris Mayer, Atlantic District, 
the Village Lutheran Church, Bronxville, New York, Kevin Monjo, New England District, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, New Hartford, Connecticut. Herman Novelli, Jr., South Wisconsin District, Grace Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Kurt Steinbrook, the SCLC District, Family of Christ Lutheran Church in Tampa, Florida. William Whitehead, the SCLC District, Family of Christ Lutheran Church in Tampa, Florida. Thomas T.J. Winters, Texas District, Concordia Lutheran Church in San Antonio, Texas. David Witte, the Mid-South District, Grace Lutheran Church, Little Rock, Arkansas and Adam Wolt, the Nebraska District, King of Kings Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska. I ask these men to please turn and face the congregation as we welcome them as new students to Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Congregation may stand for prayer. O oh Father, in your loving kindness through your Son's cross and resurrection, and by the Holy Spirit's word of truth, we pray for this seminary and its regents, faculty, and staff especially in thanksgiving for interim senior vice president of advancement, Fred Blakey and his wife, Candy, for his exemplary service to the seminary on this, his last day on the staff. For the students, especially those new to the campus and the distant students in the CHS, SMP, EIIT, and DIT programs. For all who support this seminary in any way, and especially for new student in the alternate route program, Jeff Carlson, who was very ill this morning, and for Pat Bullman, the wife of President Emeritus Ralph Bullman, who is facing her final days of life on this earth. To sustain our bodies in their tasks, to refresh body and spirit with wholesome play, to hallow our enjoyment of all useful arts, to give wisdom and patience to those who teach and those who learn, to give us all a spirit that is teachable in every way, we implore you, hear us, good Lord. To bless the administrators of this seminary, to sustain and reward all who minister to our needs in this place, especially those newly installed to positions of service to sustain in body and spirit our families who support us, to encourage and guide our pastors in every ministry of the word, to protect our missionaries, especially those who are, are lonely or in danger. We implore you, hear us, good Lord. To enliven our hearts to fellowship in Christ, to keep us both kind in judgment and ready to help in weakness, to defend us from pride and the desire to be right for our own sake, to give us the mind of Christ to esteem others better than ourselves, to make us faculty, staff, and all students from every program and every ethnicity, one in Christ, who is the head of the body, 
We implore you, hear us, good Lord. For those who are sick or ill, to restore them to newness of health and life, especially Jeff. To sustain those who face their final days on this earth, especially Pat. To keep her in the one true faith, to give her comfort, and to bring peace to her family, especially her husband, Ralph. We implore you, hear us, good Lord. In thanksgiving for Fred and Candy and their service in your name on our behalf, to bless, protect, and defend them as they now depart from us, to keep them united with us in the fellowship of all the saints in Christ Jesus, we implore you, hear us, good Lord. Hear our prayers, faithful Father, and renew us by your Holy Spirit, that we may joyfully love and serve you and one another through him who is the church's head, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Peace be with you. 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 Mark, peace be with you. Peace be with you. everything out there? Okay. Okay. Did you get the um, gluten-free? Okay. I'll take those out with me. Yeah, you can go put them on the altar. in the light of God. We are marching, we are marching, ooh, ooh, we are marching in the light of God. Please stand. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God upon and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh, flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and to drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. The body of Christ for you. 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 The blood of Christ poured out for you. The blood of Christ poured out for you.
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. It says, each age its solemn task may claim but once. Make each one nobler, stronger than the last. With that prayer, I declare open the 174th academic year of Concordia Seminary in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name. Give glory for thy mercy and for thy true sake. Amen. Amen. Please stand. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. May the Spirit of truth lead you into all truth, giving you grace to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and to proclaim the wonderful works of God. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. You're just going to lead the way and follow him. Okay. I go. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Well, the students aren't going. So, um, yeah. <laughs>